The hero mission has been greatly weakened by our onslaught. Yet our greatest weapons still await their turn to participate. The Monster Association's overwhelming victory is imminent. Oh, Monster King Orochi. The question is, now that they are off balance, how will the Hero Association respond? Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s, and we can't be free, we can never be free on a consistent basis, talk about anime. Hey, he's new, he's improved, he's Bill. I feel like that's not entirely true. (laughs) And I'm the same old, same old, my name is Andy. That's true. Yep, that, that, Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're here with another episode of Tuning Japanese. We're going to be talking about an episode of Juan Punch Man today. Uh, episode 19, or episode 7 of season 2. Uh, we are now officially over halfway done with season 2 of One Punch Man. Uh, and it is Bill's Week, and I have no idea what this episode is called. It is The Class S Heroes. Ah, uh, yes. Eskio no Hero. Eskio no Hero, indeed. We're going to be talking about that episode today, uh, but before we do so, hey guy. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm doing. <laughs> I'm here. You, you know, that's it's a sun it's a Sunday. Uh, we would normally be have just wrapped up gaming at this point, but uh, you know how things are these days. We uh, we are here remotely recording another episode of Tuning Japanese. Uh, we just got done teasing Josh. That might show up in some sort of blooper episode at some point down the road. We won't bother putting in a blooper episode. Yeah, it may, it may, it may just be the cold open. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, we're uh, it's just Bill and I, as per usual. Uh, this is the new normal. The new normal. The new... That's what they mean when they keep saying that. It is. I You know, I, I think we've cracked the code. Uh, I don't really have any nerd news this week. Do you have any nerd news? Uh... Not really. Tabasco has a limited edition hot sauce I got a hold of. Ooh, do tell. Uh, scorpion pepper sauce. Extra hot. Nice. Nice. I oh. am all about the heat, so that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's, it's always interesting to see when mainstream companies like that like actually take a crack at really spiciness, you know? Like, they're hot sauce, but... Those are usually you, you and you see those like ghost pepper and and re, like California or Carolina Reaper rather, yep. uh, and all those other ones. It's usually your specialty stores that carry them. Usually, that's true. And like I said, it's a limited edition, so it's not like they're even going to carry it long term. But right. it's not as hot as the ghost pepper sauce I had, mm-hmm. the Dave's ghost pepper sauce. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to use that all the time. Yeah, it's not as hot as that, um, but it's got a decent amount of kick to it. Nice, very cool. Yeah, I don't. I guess I have a food. I, I, I hang on. Let me go get the thing that I bought today and try it live on the air. I'll be right back. I can edit this. I'll be right back. 
Okay, I guess I'm vamping now, staring at a uh, empty bedroom, Andrew's empty bedroom. Uh, he's got some anime stuff on the wall, shocker. Um, doesn't have a shocker on the wall. Nobody's um, talking. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I bought, as an impulse buy, and it was probably way too expensive, uh, while I was at the grocery store today, trying to not get coronavirus, uh, I picked up... A giant container of Tic Tacs. These are Coca-Cola Tic Tacs. I think I've had those. I think I had some kind of soda Tic Tac. Yeah? Well, I don't f- remember it well, but I think I did have... Or cher- I think I had Cherry Coke ones. Well, I'm going to try Coca-Cola Tic Tacs. I've got two here. I'm going to pop it in and maybe have a swig of this Pepsi Zero that I zero sugar that I have and really you fuck with my... You can't take a swig of Pepsi with a Coke-flavored Tic Tac in your mouth. All right, here we go. Your, your head explode. Yeah, I guess that's kind of Coke Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Doing Coke live on the air. Yeah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> oh, those don't go good together. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my news. Uh, is I have these and they're not worth the three and a half dollars that I, I paid, but that's okay. Fair enough. That's fine. Hey, Bill. Hi. We've waffled long enough. Um, not blue waffle, but um. <laughs> Hey, no, Billy, I made what... French toast, not waffles. Oh, that's true. Do you want to tell us about One Punch Man? Sure. So it's this show, and uh, this bald guy wins everything. The end. No. Hey, <laughs> on, to se- yes. on to season six. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're totally going to do season six and do the thing Josh wants us to do. Uh-huh. When he can't show up. Uh-huh. We start in a deep, dark, villainous lair while an anime Satan is getting yapped at by a talking eyeball. Like a, like a reverse Corinthian. Is this um, is this a dude with nipples for, or sorry, uh, arms for nipples? Uh, yeah, the big dude that's like covered in mouths. Yeah, but then we got the the eyeball dude. He's got like he's the one that's got the arms for nipples, right? Right. Yeah, he's got he's like a little Mike Wazowski looking dude. That's right. We saw these guys. We saw these two actually at the end of the last episode, if I remember. Right. right. Yes, we did. Okay. And I think we mentioned the last episode even that the anime Satan is O Monster King Orochi. I do believe, and correct me, um, Superfan Matt was talking about in the Facebook chat, facebook.com slash Japanese, that uh, Orochi is actually based off of some sort of Japanese god or legend or myth. Superfan Matt told us the monster leader was definitely named after Orochi, the eight-headed dragon of Japanese myth. And apparently, if you go back and really check it out, he does have eight heads. Mouths, essentially, right? Yeah, well, there's like eyes above them and stuff. That's true, that's true. So faces really might be the, the best way to put it, but... So recognizable to a Japanese audience. Apparently. There you go. I don't know, I'm not a Japanese audience. Uh, n- neither am I. The eyeball here is gloating about having the Hero Association on the ropes. And that's pretty much it, and we get a theme song. Yeah, it's true. And we saw the, them on the ropes in the last episode, and we're going to see more of that this episode, too. Uh, after the theme song, we come back to Sourface, and he is ready to pound Chironco. In quotes. Yeah. Not pound in quotes, but Chironco in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he gets one punched. Shocking. Yes, uh, this actually is a uh, match in the tournament. It's a semi-final match. Yes, if you don't remember, we're in the middle of a tournament arc alongside of the monster invasion of all the different parts of the city, uh, where... 
um, Saitama, One Punch Man himself, uh, is uh, essentially taking on uh, illegally the form of Chiranko, which is one of the disciples of Bang. Yes. Saitama is enjoying himself a nice head scratch uh, when Sourface walks in on him, asks him if he's holding his head in fear. I love this scene because he legitimately is like, oh, this thing is so itchy, and takes off the wig. And he's, like, scratching his, just digging in there, getting a little, little scritches going. Uh, and then has to, like, quickly put it back on his head. So good. Yeah, just hold it there. Yep. There's a lot of Saitama just holding his head in this episode. Well, that's the that's the drama. It's not that Saitama's going to win or lose this tournament. Is he, He's going to get found out and disqualified. Right. Exactly. Sourface tells us that Shiri Ryu has already won his semifinal. And Saitama is going, as Shiranko, is going to have to now face chose the serial killer guy yeah i hate this dude satama thinks how sweet it is that sour face wants to be a good senpai it's true it is really true it is sweet of him yeah the the like nazi serial killer guy chose is, is not my favorite just gonna say that not my favorite well i guess he's supposed to be a bad guy so there you go <laughs> uh we move over to garu uh trying to get a piece of watchdog man who is a s-class hero rank 12 and he so he shows up at watchdog plaza but the monster association attacks first yes so he's forced to kind of sit on the sidelines and wait out what happens yep uh we kind of see the same thing as before a wide array of hero on monster violence there's a medusa called eyesight taking on child emperor's drone dogman mm-hmm. dogman decides to leap onto her oversized chest what do you call it when she's proportionally and disproportionately large at the same time? Because uh, she is like 19 feet tall. Yes. But she's also got anime dimension, so... Yeah, no, totally. Um, she's uh, stacked for stories. She's she doubly oversized, like, multiple... <laughs> in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and uh, Dog Man, or whatever his name is, Dog Boy, or whatever... Dog Man. Like, literally jumps into her cleavage. Yeah, uh, in an attempt to self-destruct. Do you think that Dogman is the robot sidekick to Watchdog Man? Uh, no, he's a, he's a drone of Child Emperors. Okay, it's just another one of those weird things where here's a, yet another, like, two superhero. Well, I mean, he's not the superhero, but still, like, two named characters are, like, basically the same. I thought that, too. It was weird they even bothered to name it yeah. Dogman mm-hmm. when it's just a Child Emperor drone. Like, Metal Knight is always Metal Knight, no matter what drone he's driving, I think. Right. But for some reason, Child Emperor and Dog Man are separate entities. It makes me wonder if, like, Child Emperor is creating these monsters or these robots or whatever to, like, try to see, like, to test his ability to use technology to, to test test against, like, the other heroes. Like, is that, is Dog Man a Class A hero or something? And, like, no one even knows it? <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, I don't know. They never sh- they don't tell us that, so I no. don't know. But yeah, we're kind of left in the dark. Or maybe, um, maybe Child Emperor is working more with AI, and Dogman's not a drone so much as a as a fully AI. Yeah, robot. whereas um, Boros slash uh, Metal Knight is piloting everything remotely. Right. Absolutely. So what he has is really more a drone. Um, either way, he jumps up there and tries to self destruct her top off. <laughs> We cut over to the Hero Association, Hero Association uh, worrying, and then over to Drive Knight, and he kills a bunch of monsters that are motorcycle cars. Yeah. 
and, and it threatens the last remaining one that looks like one of Cell's goblins. It totally does, too. Ame Mask kills monsters uh, in his concert. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we saw last episode um, his concert get, like, broken up randomly. Well, yeah, he's still having it, but he's just killing monsters during it now because it's their right and freedom to gather like that, even though there's an emergency going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds like the kind of thing that Ame Mask would do. Like, totally No, absolutely. Do. Like, this, this is so in character for him. And he's one of those characters that, like, we got so much of before, it's really weird that, like, this is, like, kind of the one of the only times we see him in Season 2. Yeah, we don't see much of him. A little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, back over to Eyesight, which is the Medusa. She finds Child Emperor, and he is analyzing her poison. And she's about to do something about it, but then she gets fucking slurped up like a spaghetti noodle by Pig God. Okay, we I think we might have talked about Pig, Pig God in Season 1 a little bit. They showed him, and I was like, I wait for you to see this, because you're going to hate it. Um, I do. Um, <laughs> I want to make it really clear. I do hate it. Um, so this monster, to my best understanding, is an extremely overweight hero. And he just, he kind of plays up that, like, he can stomach anything. And when I say stomach anything, I mean he, like, eats people. Monsters. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I'm getting my, yeah. I'm getting my descriptors a little wrong. But he eats sapient beings. Yes, and that was apparently okay. Apparently, I mean, it got him to rank ten S class. I don't like it. Just slurped her up like a spaghetti noodle. No, I hate it. It's kind of the worst thing Just I've seen. Unhinged his jaw and shoved that snake lady right in his face. No, I I think this might be the worst thing I've seen on this show in a long time. Didn't even chew. No. She's she's conscious down there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Just wiggling around in his belly. Yep. I hate it. <laughs> I knew you would. It's it's the it's soon the, as I saw that scene, I was like, Andrew's gonna hate that. It's the fucking worst. But anywho, <laughs> he does save Child Emperor. Yes. Child Emperor Child Emperor makes the face that you were just making a minute yeah. ago. Yeah. One hundred percent. Back to Saitama and Cho's. And Cho's wins. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, you almost had me there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> One punch. Uh, Chose deserves it. He was making me uncomfortable talking about genetic superiority. Yeah, he gets like a big... Does it this episode or the episode before he gets a big rant about all that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't have the superpower from an X-Gene, he can get the fuck out of here. No, that's that's fair. Absolutely. 100%. Saitama asks if he is like a GMO corn, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> That was pretty great. <laughs> that might be my favorite line from this episode. It's like, oh, you're like a GMO corn. What? <laughs> what? Hero Association HQ is worried about the Hundred Eyes Octopus, but Death Gatling, which is Class A, Rank 8, pops out of the rubble, and he has a posse of other heroes to fight it. I'm always, I don't know about you, but I'm always concerned about a Hundred Eyes Octopus. Like, I go to I bed mean, most nights checking under my bed to make sure there's not a Hundred Eyes Octopus under my bed. If you know it's there, it's too late. That's true. But Flashy Flash shows up, S-Class rank 13, and steals their thunder. Can you describe Flashy Flash a little bit? He's like an elf prick ninja. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Deedlet, but like, extra bitchy. I think he's from... Speed of Sound Sonic's Ninja Village, I believe. Oh, okay. That I makes think he gets out later. So he's like good guy elf, Speed of Sound Sonic. Got it. 
but he does get results. Mm-hmm. He levels a bunch of the city, but results. <laughs> but then the octopus flies away because Tatsumaki shows up, kills it, bitches out Flashy for being too flashy, mm-hmm. and he gets all like catty back with her. Uh, Tornado is having none of their weak bullshit. Like, she just shows up and is just like, why are you sitting around doing nothing? And Flashy Flash, like you said, is just like, hey, bitch! And, like, just shouts off after <laughs> her as she runs away. And all the Class A heroes are like, dude, she's gonna hear you and gonna kill you! <laughs> Thankfully... She, she will kill you. <laughs> oh, she she will kill you. Uh <laughs> Call back to season one. Uh, yeah, she uh, she thankfully does not hear him. Or if she does, she doesn't care. Well, he is another Class S hero, so she probably wouldn't get out of that fight unscathed, at least. Right. Uh, Orochi, uh, our anime Satan, he's not really worried about any of this happening, though. He'll just make more monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can make as many as he wants. We'll find that out. Yep. With, like, a dropped little piece of information near the end of this episode. We get a little bit of it right now, actually, because... Over at um, Atomic Samurai's place. Oh, that's where the scene is. I thought the scene yep. was later. Okay. He's a, he's assembled his sword bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are sword bros everywhere. The Holy Order of the Swords. Mm-hmm. The members are Nichirin, Nichirian, Amahare, Zanbai, and Haragiri. This is another one of those moments where I'm just like, yep, here's just a bunch of names. It it real it is. They don't mean anything. And yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. They're they're the, they're the sword bros. Yes, if they would have um, called them that, I would have been much more obliged to be excited about. It. And they're discussing the Garu problem. Mm-hmm. Atomic Samurai thinks Silver Fang might not have it in him to kill his former student. Understandable though. So one of the sword bros, uh, Haragiri, whose uh, defining feature is that he's drunk as hell. <laughs> Doesn't want to do good. He just wants to sort good. Yes. He's actually with the Monster Association and gives the Sword Bros three Monster McNuggets. Uh, <laughs> I really wish you hadn't used that phrase. Okay. So, essentially, he's got little gooey pods of, like, grossness with, like, little tendrils on it. He just throws them on the ground, your little McNuggets... And I think Monster McNuggets sums up pretty good. I, I think Monster McNuggets is going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> um, but you know, there's there's definitely uh, like what like after everything this like they're just going to throw this little tidbit out there. Apparently, well, he did say he can make as many as he wants. No, I mean you're right. So they got to show us how. So I guess these things will bump all of their physical stats, um, but take them out of the PC control. Pretty much, yeah. Like they'll they'll yep. be in charge of the of the the DM. Yep. And it's a join or die proposition, except uh, Atomic Samurai, who really just has the die option offered. Yeah. So basically, he says, "Master wanted me to make sure that you died because you're the biggest threat." So. But silly Atomic Samurai, he misunderstood who was supposed to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. he kills Monster Haragiri. Violently and quickly. Atomic Samurai is not to be fucked with. He's really not. He's really tough. So he rounds, then goes and rounds up the junior sword bros, mm-hmm. which is uh, Bushi Drill, Ian, and Okama Itachi to find the Monster Association base. They're going to go after Geru. Like, that's their focus. Is we're going to find Geru, we're going to put an end to him, we're going to be done. And then right. after this bullshit, they're like, okay, change of plans, we're going to find these monsters, and we're going to beat the shit out of them. 
we'll let Silver Fang take care of Garu and Exactly. Who wins in a fight? This particular samurai hero, which I can't remember his name now for some reason. Atomic Samurai? Thank you, Atomic Samurai. Uh, who wins in a fight? Atomic Samurai or Raide the Blade? Atomic Samurai. You think Atomic Samurai? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I just thought I'd throw it out there because I just I miss Raide and Trigon. Raide really didn't do much. He didn't. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, st- I know he didn't, but I, and I know that I'm looking at it through like rose tinted glasses. But I, I loved his, like, complete nonsense talk, and I kind of missed that a little bit. I think the only person that could that could be anything in the One Punch universe from Trigun would be Vash himself. Knives. So. Yeah, Vash and Knives. Okay. Not even, um, not even, like, uh, like, Monique or, uh... I mean, they could all be something, obviously, but what class they would fall in. <gasps> Bill! Yes. Bonus episode. We should take a whole bunch of old yep. anime characters from things we reviewed and put them in a hero class C, B, A, or or S. I think we can do that. That would be so much fun. I want to do this. I think we can absolutely do that. Okay. Fans, let us know if you want that. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the Super Fight Tournament, Saitama faces off against Shiri, Iyu, Shiri Ryu in the finals. He does. Uh, the tournament arc really flew by fast, actually. Yeah, they actually, well, they only had 12 episodes there. It's not like Dragon Ball Z, where you've got a lot more episodes and they are trying on purpose to pad them out. And the the tournament's not even the main story, it's the B story, so. No, it's definitely the B story. Uh, Shuri Ryu looks really confident, and Satama is hiding his nerves by looking like a doofus. Yes. He absolutely is. <laughs> Um, Shuri Ryu kicks at Saitama like crazy, showboating but not making contact. Um, and this cer- concerns Saitama for the first time because his wig might blow off. Might blow off. Yeah, not because he thinks this guy could beat him. There's no confidence there of that. It's no worry of that. It's the idea: will he lose his wig? Yep. And here's the point in any great fight where the combatants compare notes and debate their life choices, like you do. Shiri Ryu wants to hang out and not have to work, and Saitama is a doofus. There you go. That essentially sums it up. I think you've summed huh. up but a hero. Much the rest of this episode. Yep. Uh, he pushes Saitama almost out of the ring, and then begins hammering him with kicks. Yes. Still, all the tension is just whether or not the wig is going to stay on. Yeah, because, I mean, even though I think the anime did a good job of building up Shiri Ryu as being a, a very competent fighter... And obviously the best fighter out of everyone else who's there, aside from Saitama, you know, he was winning some of his fights with one kick, beating superheroes. That's not, I mean, we're not, we're, there's no, no way that he's going over Saitama here. Especially not in the middle of the season. Exactly. But, I mean, it's the only way he could go over Saitama would be a disqualification. Mm-hmm. If the wig blows off, if Saitama gets knocked out of the ring, something of that sort. This is, this is like a WWE booking of like, how do we make the really uh important babyface lose to a crafty heel yeah but not but not lose the momentum yeah if we're doing some wwe turns yep absolutely they have some more debate about the merits of being a hero or living easy on their strength and the wig finally does come off it does um because saitama gets so frustrated with shuri ryu's wanting to be strong and he goes for the one punch before remembering not to prematurely eliminate and tense up <laughs> Uh, just <laughs> blowing off all of his opponent's clothing. It's true. 
Uh, so Tommy gets disqualified for wearing the wig. We kind of expected it. And in the ruling talking about the Wolfman incident, we see that Garu is wearing the mask. Yes, do you we notice do, that? actually. Yes, I, I saw that. We actually Which is weird, like... because we never... That, that's like kind of a mystery, and it probably was him. And, and they kind of confirm it here. They just straight up show it then. So Shuri Ryu then decides he wants to start a real fight using his final attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Void Phoenix Ascension Fist. Yes. Saitama gives his standard rate of shits, <laughs> meaning none. Absolutely. Uh, while getting a very impressive Dragon Balling all about his face and chest. Oh yeah, there's a lot of inspiration pulled from Dragon Ball in this episode. I can't believe you didn't uh, react to Dragon Balling about his face I, and you chest. Know, <laughs> I just now, that just dawned on me exactly what you said, and I kind of wish you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Saitama then figures out the martial arts are just cool looking. And he should try spinning around. <laughs> He's like, I figured it out. And Shuri is like, oh, you finally figured out the secret of martial arts? He's like, yes, martial arts are moves that look cool. And it's like... <laughs> and I should spin around. It's so... Oh, God. It's so fucking hilarious. Just the way he says it's so deadpan. He's like, they're just moves that are cool. And I'm like, oh, my God. What are we watching? <laughs> Well, Shuri Ryu doesn't learn shit. No, he does not. He gets launched back into a wall, but he does get a piece. That piece being Saitama's perfectly tied white belt. Yes, he does. And Saitama's pants fall down, showing yes. his cartoon heart boxers. Gr- good little gag. Good little standard, gag. Standard issue cartoon boxers. Absolutely. Not really how martial art belts work in my experience. I don't have a, a whole lot of experience in that. But I'm going to guess that, yeah, that's not how any of that worked. When I did martial arts, my belt was not there to hold my pants up. Yeah. The, ela- the elastic did that. Right. I say that, that'd be kind of a flaw of the whole system if the belt is what holds on your pants. Yes. I would be a lot more interested in watching martial arts, like professional martial arts tournaments, I think. like If it was just a really complicated game of grab ass? Yes. Fair enough. Absolutely. <laughs> and... The- and then Saitama just goes, whoop, 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 away from security. <laughs> he totally does, too. <laughs> so good. Um, Shiri Ryu is laying there just comatose that he lost the actual fight fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our episode, except for the post credit scene. Yeah. Genos is walking on the streets, and he sees a, mar- a martial arts monster coming down the street. Dun, dun, dun. So that is episode 19 of Juan Punch Man, which is, I believe, again, the Class S Heroes? Yes, the Class S Heroes. S-Q no hero. Yes, indeed. Uh, hey, this is the part of the, of the episode where we talk about what we thought of it. And Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your thoughts on this episode? It was weirdly structured. The Class S Heroes title really only re- refers to the first half, basically where we see a lot of the Class S heroes doing their thing, Mm -hmm. and then has nothing to do with nothing in the second half, which is just wrapping up the tournament. It wasn't a bad episode by any means. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. If it had a flaw, it was just that it was kind of rushed. It was just, here's some beats that have to happen. Let's let's hit them. Yeah, that's my criticism, too, of this episode, is that certain things felt like they were not given enough time and not really explained. And I definitely think that they should have spent a little bit more time maybe giving us some idea of, like, where monsters come from instead of just being like, we've got monster goo. 
Are you really sure you want to see where uh, Monster King Orochi is pulling those Monster McNuggets out of? You know, you make a good point. I do not. Hey, Bill. Yes, I am. <laughs> Two things. Yep. Number one. That's the this first. Is a, <laughs> this, is, this is a very short episode. It is. It's a very short episode. Like, our episode is very short. That's, I know what you mean, yes. It was a standard-length episode, but yeah. <laughs> it number, had a lot of fights in it. Number two, we forgot to do a break card. We did forget to do a break card. Do you know what that, you know what that brings us to number three? Break card? Thank you for joining us in the break card. I'm Andy, as per usual, here to tell you just a couple of things and reminders and ways that you can help support our show. There are a lot of ways to do so. You can head over to our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese. Give us a like there. You can find links to new episodes and other information. Talk with fans there on our Facebook. You can also get updates on our Twitter, at TuningJapanese on Twitter. Or if you have a direct question, you can email us at TuningJapanese at gmail.com. If you are financially able to help us support the show, you can head to Patreon.com slash TuningJapanese, where we have bonus episodes, show notes, and a bunch of great physical rewards and things that you can suggest that we do. By heading again over to Patreon.com slash TuningJapanese, We've got our Season 4 show notes that are being released right now. Bill and I have some ideas for two really, what I think are going to be really, really good bonus episodes. We just haven't gotten around to recording those yet. But once we do, I think it'll be well worth checking out, uh, once again, on our Patreon. We really appreciate that. You can also just leave us a five-star rating and review. We haven't had a review in a while. We usually read reviews here in the break card. Go over to Apple Podcasts, to Stitcher, wherever it is that you listened, and can re- leave a review that really is the best way. And I know that, you know, you're going to hear this and you're going to just kind of move past it. But, you know, if you do appreciate our show in any way, like our show in any way, that is the quickest and easiest way that you can help us without having to drop a dime. And it will go a long way. So we'd appreciate that. We've got about just a few more episodes left in this season. And then we are going to be maybe taking a brief sort of like tangent for the summer, doing a couple of different things. I've got an idea for a short series in between season five and season six that I think will be extremely exciting but we'll talk more about that later for now let's get back to our review of another episode of one punch man it's a bonus sort of two in one i hope you all enjoy it okay we're back from the break card (laughs) number four (laughs) i think it's only fair that we all three figures up for the entire break card (laughs) (laughs) it was really hard Number four, I feel like it's only fair for our fans, especially because we've been missing a few weeks here and there. Why not do a review of the next episode right now? I thought we were going to do that anyway. But, like, why not? (laughs) Quit peeling back the curtain, Bill. (laughs) What if we put it together on this same episode instead of just, like, ending our this last episode with a break card? Hey, you're the producer. (laughs) Hey, guess what, Bill? What? We're going to talk about episode 20. uh, Or... Zeus is in. (laughs) He is. Or episode eight of season two of One Punch Man. Uh, This is this was unexpected, but the runtime of this last episode was way too short, and that is the resistance of the strong. Are you ready, Bill? Suyo Yatsu no Teiko. Thank you. Hey, we open. 
right where we ended last time, which is the end of the tournament and the crowning of Shuri Ryu as champion. And uh, yeah, he, he is crowned champion, but unfortunately for him... Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I would like... <laughs> I would like the fans at home to understand that Bill just grabbed a um, five-foot-tall Jack's beef jerky Sasquatch cardboard cutout that his wife had swiped from the gas station. (laughs) Right in front of the camera. Oh, my God. I'm going to print screen right now so I can... So I can remember to post this on our social media. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, What are we talking about? I don't know what our next Zoom meeting is going to be, but I'm going to do that again. Yeah, please do. Um, Let's talk about Shuri Ryu being champion, shall we? He's champion, and he's happy, but he's also kind of like... It's kind of a bullshit finish. Yeah, like, I think he realizes it. I think the fans realize it. But, you know, he's there. He's got his trophy. He's got a a beautiful woman beside him who apparently wants nothing to do with him. And uh, at this point, after he's crowned champion, the fans are very casually told over the announce system, hey, by the way, there are monsters all over the city. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, stay in your seats. Yeah, if you want to live, maybe just don't leave yet. I know the tournament's over and you've been here all day, but just hang out a little bit. Have a hot dog. Go go get a funnel cake. They're $8 a piece. <laughs> They're now $10 a piece <laughs> to make up for the cost of any damages that monsters have. Uh, kind of create. And yeah, that, they're just very casually told that. Hey, speaking of monsters. Monsters. Three three giant bird men just drop out of nowhere and they're holding um, three of the fighters, including Dave, which I don't appreciate. That seems like a lot for a bird. I'm just, I know, I'm just sad because it's Dave. Dave is badass. Yeah, but, like, birds aren't that strong. They are when they're seven foot tall and they've got human hands. Probably not. They have hollow bones. (laughs) They essentially show up and threaten the entire arena full of people. Um, One of the fighters, I I can't even tell you which fighter it was, just one of the fighters that was in the tournament, Bolts. But he's thrashed by the monster that had defeated Genos. Yes, that big monster that was marching toward the arena at the end of the last episode is here. And he just lays the smack down on some motherfucker. Martial arts monster. Martial arts monster. Absolutely. So this being states that these worthless worthless excuses for martial artists will soon become monsters themselves. So we're going to pick up kind of what we saw in the last episode with, I guess, an offer of being turned from martial artist and human to really strong monster it's not really an offer so much as a demand ultimatum yeah an ultimatum yeah yeah absolutely hey theme song yay i had a note here that says talk about the design of the of the monster i don't remember what he looks like it's been about a week since i've watched it did you remember anything specifically about this monster he's kind of got the the sand look to him yeah, he's got the he he was the one I think that disappeared like he wasn't in this tournament, but he was in a different tournament. Snake Bike Snake uh and Lightning Max, they decide to step up because they're still here, obviously. They fought in the tournament and they're heroes. So they're going to step up and they're going to take on this guy and they're going to put him down. 
Um, but they get punted, like legit, like just kicked, and you see them like kind of fly, like cartoon style, way yeah, off they, in the distance. They didn't do shit for shit. No, and I think the the monster then says, like, did I kill them? <laughs> Which is a nice little <laughs> oh, touch. Guess they're dead now. Guess they're dead now. Uh, hey, he announces himself as go go. Hey, he announces himself as Goketsu, uh, who was, as my notes say, the the former first ever champion. Yeah, maybe that is what they... I know they showed him a bunch and talked yeah. about him, but I can't remember. So apparently, the word was that he was killed by monsters years ago. That he didn't exist. Like, like he, was, he just was potentially killed and no one knew exactly what the story behind it. But the reality was he was taken back to the Monster Association. And basically given that same ultimatum of like, hey, you can live and be stronger as a monster... And he liked that idea better than dying, so uh, he eats the weird cell-looking thing. Yep. And then offers a whole bunch to the monsters. He just throws a whole smorgasbord on the ground and says, like, eat up, boys. It's like, monsters on the menu. And uh, we go back to the monster's lair. Some Szechuan sauce. Yes. In the lair, Metal Knight is there, and he's being questioned. All these Metal Knight's metal components are hanging there. And he's being questioned by the Monster Association. And during this, what's really fascinating is we finally, for the first time, see a glimpse of a man in a suit sitting in a chair staring at uh, monitors of the Monster Association. So we see just a tiny glimpse of the real Metal Knight. Yep, we see Dr. Boros is the back of his head. Yes, which that's kind of cool. I, I kind of dig that they finally are giving us just a little bit with him because he really fascinates me and I want him to get just beat up so bad. We go back to the tournament. And one of the men, one of the competitors, who's wearing a business suit, grabs and gobbles up the cells uh, to save himself, and he just immediately hulks out. Like, he just rips out of his clothes, and he gets all big and scary. And he says he's going to get revenge for his match against Dave, and does so by essentially just grabbing Dave by one leg, and then just, like, with ease, whipping him into a wall. Right. At this point, the Nazi fighter, Chose, there he is. Yep. Bill has pulled up an image of... uh, of Goketsu, and he's got, like, crazy four eyes, and he definitely has the, the Dragon Ball Z spiked hair, spiked shoulders, big clawed hands, things along those lines. Yep. Chosek, who is the Nazi guy, basically puts an end to this shit, because he essentially just walks up to this newly created monster and snaps his neck, and that's it! That monster's dead! So, that was fun. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but then Chose eats a monster cell, as a monster devil spiky man uh he essentially chose says he's strengthened in body and mind you know his his whole reasoning is you know if he's already genetically superior can you imagine what someone who is genetically superior can do by being boosted by the monster dna or whatever which is almost kind of weird because you think if he was already thought he was superior that it's weird he thinks he can get more superior yeah you would think that he'd be like well i'm going to dilute my genetic power or something like that that's what I would have assumed, but no, no. You would. That's not. That's not what we get here. That's not what we get. So, um, he is already dead set on getting revenge against Saitam. We also see a series of other fighters. Names really aren't important at this point. At least I don't think so. Like, just no. a bunch of, of fighters that we got in that quick flash way back when, a couple episodes ago. Um, they decide to eat up. Shuri Ryu goes over to the terrified woman from earlier, the one that was not interested in him, and says, "Like, hey." If I beat all, all these monsters, will you go on a date with me? And she's like, yeah, please, just just, just save us. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't care. Do something about all of this, right? 
and he's ready to go to pound town. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, nope. in more than one way. Hey, the new monsters really stand no chance. They're just bitched out to Ryu. Like, Ryu just cleans up shop. He is a badass. He is a super badass. Chose, however, gives uh, more of a challenge. Their fight goes on for a bit, including a moment where Chose spears Ryu with his horns. Like, he kind of charges head down and tries to spear him. But Shuri Ryu's pecs are so strong that they don't pierce. That the horns yeah. don't pierce his skin. Right. Just flexes his way out of it. It's so weird. It's so weird. I'm not going to lie. It's very, very strange. Chose spouts more eugenics talk and then sends a DBZ blast that Shuri Ryu manages to hold back while the others flee. He basically is like, like, get out of here to everyone. Does that like sort of sacrifice himself sort of moment while he holds off the energy. Yep. And then legit front kicks that energy bolt up into the sky. Like giant hole in the clouds, energy bolt flying out into the atmosphere, probably hitting one of the ships from Gurren Lagan or something up there. You're a serious badass if you're uh, front kicking a Kamehameha into the sky. Yeah. You are. That happened. Uh, he then breaks Chose's horns, uh, and then they move all DBZ fast again, and uh, the fight ends with the use of the Dark Body Quake Tiger Fist move from Shuri Ryu. Uh, oh, and then also followed up by Dark Body Phoenix Rising Fist, and that uh, that bests Chose. Chose's done. Yep, that's his... Uh... That's a different interpretation of the finishing move that he used, tried to use on Saitama. Right, unsuccessfully. Yes. Here it's successful. He does all the, the beat down here. Yep. Goketsu makes one last plea uh, for all the different fighters to join uh, in uh, with the monsters and basically essentially create a, a new world for monsters and to rule it together. But Ryu refuses, saying he'd rather die than look as fugly as Goketsu. Looks hard on everything, but that seems fair. No, I think that fits his, like, his MO completely. Absolutely. Shuri Ryu is, is set to take on Goketsu, but Goketsu brings down with a mighty fist. Um, he's sent crashing down, uh, and it basically just says, then I guess you're going to die. So we cut back to Watchdog Man. And at this point, he's beaten up like five monsters and he's sitting on top of them. And once again, I feel completely cheated by this character. <laughs> like, I have spent this whole anime being like, okay, who's the freaking weirdo in a dog suit? And why is everyone afraid of him? And yet again, we don't get to see him fight. Nope, not yet. We're just left going, I guess he's a badass. They're still dog teasing you. They are red rocketing me all over the place here it's just it's just it's terrible phrasing uh team rocketing no nope, maybe not no nope, no nope. anywho if they um red rocket you all over the place that's no longer teasing that's a good point uh, gary apparently he watched the whole thing and if he's impressed which he is then i guess i have to be impressed right i think so yeah okay so gary decides he's gonna go for him but watch my watchdog man dodges aside or i guess can we call what he does doges? <laughs> he doges the attack. <laughs> yeah, he do doges the attack. Can we call it that? I mean, he is a modeled off a sheet of Inu. He is. As is uh, Dogman. It's true. So I think they fight crime together. Batman and Robin style. Maybe they do. Garu throws his uh, master's moves, the thump, something water fist shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, once again, each of those are batted away. 
And I love Garu. One of my, I think my favorite quote from the whole thing is Garu, who's like throwing all these things. He says, "I didn't say it. I didn't say shake," which is re- a really good dog joke. I like that because he's just like paw slapping the hands yeah, away, just whapping them away. It's pretty great. Hey, we're back at the tournament, or at least a tournament uh, location because the tournament's over. Uh, the fight isn't over between Shuri Ryu and Goketsu at this point. Goketsu tells the birds that they can have their fun. Uh, and they start basically just beating up on the fighters. And while distracted, Ryu is hit with a massive punch that breaks his arm. Right? It looks pretty nasty, actually. Yeah. He even says, like, holy shit, is that broken? Which for him, I don't think he's he's ever experienced anything like that before. Probably not. Well, you know, he had time to train, so you think he took some bumps, but maybe not. Maybe he's never been hurt. I don't know. I mean... Maybe it wasn't, holy shit, it's broken, and more like, holy shit, is that what a broken bone is? That's kind of what it came across as, honestly. But then again, he was the, the kind of person who was just like, we found out an episode or two ago, was content just like chilling with his master and smoking all the weed or whatever. Right. Not really doing anything serious. How did he get so strong? Um, Cockiness? <laughs> the power of cockiness. The power of cockiness. I mean, that that would make sense for the show. Right. Uh, it's definitely not doing 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups. Running five I mean, miles. What is? It, nothing is. <laughs> Absolutely nothing is. So even though Ryu bursts up with a, his special move, you know, he jumps up, he, he goes for a, one of his special moves again. He's just kind of caught dangling in midair. This guy, Goketsu, just, this monster just grabs him by, by the fist and just holds him up by the fist, like dangling him. Yep. Like a, like a worm at the end of a hook. And uh, then just literally starts repeatedly flicking him with his finger <laughs> over and over and over again. It just looks like he's just getting hit by flick, like Mike flick, Tyson flick, every flick, time. Flick, flick. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, he's kicked over by the birds, and essentially he's told he tells the birds, "Hey, you know, pick that guy clean, do whatever you want." Yep. And uh, these birds apparently were once his fighting disciples. We find out randomly in a throwaway line here. Yeah. Yep. That like Goketsu, they were also t- turned into these monsters. Wikipedia actually says the Goketsu's Dolomites who lost their humanity when they ate the monster cells. There you go. You know, that's more information than the anime gave us. Dolomites. What does that even mean? That's a... That's a black exploitation movie. (laughs) We're gonna move on. Uh... It's also... Well, I mean, it's it's like one of the, like, 70s era, like, Dolomite was, like, a bad dude who, like, beat people up. Do you... Is this another one of those, like, Japan is racist things, and that's why they're like black crows? No, I think the Dolomites are a mountain range located in northeastern Italy. They form okay. part of the southern limestone Alps. I think the word's supposed to be disciple, and somebody just screwed up Wikipedia. That has got to be it. Because <laughs> this is, none of this makes sense. Not at all. Uh, Wikipedia, get your shit together. Fuck. So during all this, our former champion, uh, who was the one who lost in one of the earlier rounds to Saitama, I can't remember his name. He was the one that looks like the the, the end boss of like a fighting game, like a Tekken or a Street Fighter. Right. He's gloating at the fact that like the champion is now getting his ass kicked and is about to die. So like he's sitting back, and I think at one point um, Shuriyu is like, "Well, fucking help me then." <laughs> Like, don't just stand there. Like, like help me. And he says, nah, I want to be a monster. So he takes up every monster cell that's there, and he just eats it. Because he's like, I'm just going to eat all this, and then I'll be stronger than Goketsu, and I'll be the piss me. out of him. Yeah. 
Um, but apparently this causes him to, like, essentially die. <laughs> right. Explode. <laughs> yeah, his body can't <laughs> handle all that monster. I mean... Which... Never mind. I had it. That's a, I'm not even going to go there. That's a title for you. That's. The... Hey, we go to the hospital. Remember the hospital where Moomin Rider's at? Yes. He's lamenting that he can't move some of the patients who are in ICU to safety on the roof. And God, I fucking love Moomin Rider. I told you. Because he's like, we, we need to save it. people, but we can't. And he's like really legitimately sad. Yep. And oh. He's oh. a good dude. And he's going to stay there and fight, even though he's like Class C and he can get his ass kicked so bad. Speaking of which, he does get his ass kicked by a chubby shark man. I mean, yep. Like you do. <laughs> hey, we're back at the tournament again, and Shuri Ryu is about to be eaten um, when Snake Bike Snake and Lightning Max kind of come to the rescue. Yay, heroes! Yay, heroes. Uh, they both talk about how they're in their battle suits now. And because they're in their battle suits, like, unlike in the tournament, now these battle suits can protect them. And I love it because Snakebite Snake is like, yeah, my, my leather suit, you know, allows me to, like, not get hurt as much. And it causes, gives me bonuses to my AC. And Lightning Max is like, yeah, I'm wearing my lightning sneakers, you know, and now I run super fast. Well, they have gunpowder in the sneakers, remember? Yes, that's right. And it's, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I love that whole thing. They each defeat one of the birds in a cool visual of, like, three green smears flying by Goketsu. Like, there's just blood smears, green blood smears that, like, fly right by him. So good. Hey, guess who else is at the hospital? King Top Master was still there. Yes! He shows up and he saves Moomin Rider. He saves the day. I like that little bit. Yep. Uh, we go back to the tournament again real quick. Shuri Ryu is about to leave. Like, he's about to dip. Like, literally about to dip. <laughs> yep. He says, like, hey, Snake, Max, let's get the fuck out of here now that you beat those bird monsters. And then he turns and realizes that Snake and Max are not leaving. They're standing their ground. Because they're heroes. Because they're heroes. Um, so he decides, well, do I stay? Do I go? Oh, fuck it, I'm going. Like, he like yep. he, he yep. turns tail and runs. Um, while, and we just see a picture of him kind of running while we hear the other two heroes. Essentially, what we what I'm guessing, just get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, they're not probably handling it well. They're doing what they can, but... Yeah, there's violence and wet sounds and nastiness and crashes, and it's gross. And he doesn't even make it out of the arena, by nope. the way. He gets double axe handled by another monster who Goketsu says is about the same strength that he is. Uh, and he just... This new monster just pummels the fuck out of Ryu. We find out who that is in just a minute. But first, we go back to the, the Monster Association... Uh, we find out a lot of things um, that we already knew. They're succeeding. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. The typical evildoer bullshit. Um, step one was to take over the cities. Basically done. Step two, secure a, a hero association hostage. They got that in the little kid uh -huh. uh, from earlier, like several episodes ago. Step three, they can make more monsters. Yeah, they're good so far. Yeah. Um, but then they realize, hey, we should probably call back Goketsu because... A bunch of Class S heroes might show up, and, and even though Goketsu is strong, he probably can't handle all these Class S heroes. Not even might. Are. Yes, like, because they've already bested a lot of the other monsters, so they're like, let's get him the fuck out of there, because let's, let's keep our investment alive. Yep. So, it turns out that the new monster that attacked Shuri Ryu was Bakuzan, which is the, the Tekken villain right. and the boss that I mentioned. The before. guy that ate the three. Yeah. He apparently was able to handle all of that monster DNA. Which it just is took a, a while. Which is a sentence that could mean <laughs> something completely different in a different context. If it's one of Josh's animes, 
That would mean something different. That's the episode title. Bakuzan looks to beat Goketsu up, um, but he defends himself and tells him to head back, right? He says, like, hey, like, you should go to the hero or to the Monster Association. If you want to live and not, not to fight me, like, you're strong, that's great, but you're also new. Go go sign up with the Monster Association and uh, we'll take care of this before any class S heroes arrive. Ryu then tells Bakuzan that he basically says, like, hey, look, dude, like, I also don't want to fight, so you should leave. <laughs> right. Like, I'm pretty much done. Um, but Bakuzan, who loves to fight those who are weaker than him, yanks Ryu up by the hair. Yeah, he's a sadist. He's a total sadist. Uh, Ryu has to essentially rip his own hair out to free himself. Like, there's a really gross scene where he's being held by the hair and he's, like, pulling at his hair follicles or whatever. Yep. And uh, basically frees himself. Uh, and then he just gets beat up some more. We just get him a lot of people, like, a lot of scenes of getting the shit kicked out of him. Bakuzan then basically chastises Ryu for having everything, but then taking it for granted. Like, you're, you're, you're strong, you're a champion, you know, you, you basically just took it all for granted. Yep. And this is where you are. Yep, you're a jackass. You're a chump. <laughs> and in what seems to be his last moment alive, Ryu screams for help. Finally yells out for the heroes to help him. He does. And it's, it's not only kind of an act of cowardice, but you could see it that way. But I, th- you could, you could... I think it's an act of humility. Yeah, I think that's really honestly what it more is, though. Like, it is kind of cowardly-ish. It could be seen Well, that not way. really, because he's wrong. I mean, or not, or he's, he's being beaten. He's not going to win. Mm-hmm. It's not cowardly. It's not like he's saying, I'm going to hide and, and let somebody else fight. He tried to fight, and he lost. Yeah. So he's desperate. And apparently, all of the Class S heroes have super hearing. Because we then get a pan shot of all of them. And it, it, and I get what they're doing. Like, they're on their way that direction. But it almost looks yep. like they're all startled. Like, what was that scream? Someone <laughs> needs help. Like, Shuri has got one of those, like, cup ear things of the Avengers. Yes. He just does this and everybody hears him. Yep. The irony of him just calling for heroes after everything he said about the crappiness of heroes. I love it. I like the humility. Mm-hmm. So while he cries about losing hope and begs... For Max and Snek to get up, which is kind of a sad scene. Uh, Bakuzan yeah. decides he's just going to stomp them, uh, them out once and for all. He's just going to crush these heroes. Yep. And that almost happens. Almost. But you know who shows up. Saitama. Bum, bum, bum. And that's the end of episode 20. It is. Yep. Uh, that was the resistance of the strong. And hey, Bill, we just got through two episodes in about the time that we would get through one. We did. That's fantastic. Hey, this is the part of the episode yet again <laughs> where we talk about what we thought. Um, I like this episode much more than the one before. I think so, too. I agree. Uh, more character stuff happened. Yes. But we got through both of them so fast because it was a lot of fighting. It's just a lot of fighting, which, you know what, from a, from a viewing standpoint, it's fine. Like, that's and great. we've always said that. They, they do well when they do it, when it's not yeah. Saitama one-punching. It's, it's fun, and it was. Yeah, totally fun. A there blast. just isn't a lot to talk about. There's not depth. Yeah. There's not... A little bit of depth, you know, talking about whether Suryu's a coward or humble now. or, But really, they were just two good fighter episodes and yep. pieces falling into place. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say about this episode, really. I just I, It was a, a fun episode, a little fun romp to watch. Yep, absolutely. 
but next time we'll be back with a brand new episode. It'll be a Bill Week. Uh, hopefully, we'll just do one. We'll see. We'll kind of see how it pans out. Yeah, de- depends uh, how long the episode. That's how long the episode turns out. Episode turns out. <laughs> uh, that's episode twenty-one. The troubles of the strongest. But until then, first we got to get out of here. I think we should. So this is Toonie Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their thirties talk about anime. And I didn't say shake. My name is Andy. And the violence is flooding me. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. It's two dudes out, puppy. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. Look at that, the crew screaming in pain. Too bad there's no audience around to hear it. You had youth, ability, popularity. You had money, women, and freedom. Looking back on it, do you think you took too much for granted? (laughs) Before you die, you'll experience a hell that wipes all that away. Looking pretty pathetic, champ. strongest hero couldn't save me but I'm begging you someone please when a person is thrust into the darkest depths of despair they seek a ray of light it doesn't matter how small it is or how faint it may be just the fact that it's there gives hope give up there is no hope for you <laughs> Who the hell are you? Me? Just a hero. I heard you calling out for help, sweetie you. You fought hard on your own. Let me take care of the rest. 